All right, are we recording? Perfect. So, sorry for the long leave of absence, but hang on, I'm just now getting into a pool. I guess I'm going to make the return bigger and better than ever. Oh, yeah. If you don't follow my Instagram page, that's probably the best way to see actually where I am. I am in Costa Rica coming across an infinity pool that overlooks the Pacific. Absolutely gorgeous. And beautiful, I'm gonna lay my phone. Ooh. On the other side of the, the pool, so I'm sitting on the edge of the infinity pool. Absolutely unmatched spot to do a very But the, the reason I've been, uh, that I took some time off if you listen to, the, to my last podcast, I probably should have deleted it, but uh, it's more so the whole thing's a project for myself to do and just record travels uh, travels down and help vocalizing things and speaking off the cuff. But when I did get sick, and no, it wasn't the coronavirus. I know everyone's worried about it. And actually, on this trip, uh, we had booked it before the coronavirus, so... Right now, a lot of people have canceled, even though this is uh, should be like the mad rush peak season in all the hotels and resorts that are typically uh, booked out for this time of year. This is uh, middle March, so usually these hotels are booked months in advance, if not like the really be- like the better ones. Probably the one that we're staying. This it's a villa, uh, host maybe forty people, a European style and decor with this awesome infinity pool I've been here two hours and been the only person in the pool so uh, that, that should tell you uh, kind of how it's affecting travel but again I still hold firm to my uh, the, the first podcast I, I did it the new year that's saying like it's it, the only thing that would stop me from traveling is going to be actual just bands that uh, just doesn't make it accessible to do because probably a lot of people feel this as well some people are freaking out we know that but uh it's again the i guess normal flu is killing exponentially more people that are susceptible to that you know more older uh, those in not such good health so the coronavirus no I don't want to get it but eh, we'll see but I do know that China's already opened up and everything's running back on schedule so unfortunately for the people that did die it's quite sad but that's nothing compared to I I think the reaction that people have well it's, it's labeled a pandemic so does it really feel like a pandemic? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I put sunscreen on my back. Yeah, it's it's getting getting pretty hot. So, but anyway, enough of that stupid virus. But that's why I did have to take some... Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll move out. I have to move out of the sun a bit. (laughs) 
Luckily, we have palm trees growing in the pool. Yeah, but anyway, I, I was sick over the New Year, and that's what I was talking about at that time, and I just never... Uh, I mean, I got over it and felt fine, but when I did the podcast for the about Australia, you could probably hear just... I, I totally lost my voice, and still that's been something happening is still around in my throat. It, it, uh, I don't know. It's something or was in there, so it wasn't... Even though I didn't have fever or, or feeling bad and I felt fine, but when I was speaking, it was just like my voice... It's just not very strong, so that's why that podcast was brutal to get through. And also, I seem to have a bit of a relapse of that sickness. And uh, after I did done that, because the weather uh, where I was was atypically very hot for January and Christmas, eighty degrees for for Christmas, and then it actually winter did show up, and then it didn't show up. And then it did, did it, did, did it. So a lot of people did get sick from that. It wasn't anything as nefarious as what's been going around uh, globally, but that's why I took time off because I just couldn't get into the podcast, couldn't, I think, hold a conversation with a strong voice for over just a couple of minutes, then I was done. But today, uh, I'll just update you on that. But traveling, we are in Costa Rica right now. So Costa Rica, if, if you don't know much about it, it's a, a, a bit of a, like a reserve away from all the pandemonium that is Central and Latin, that can be Latin America. Uh, Costa Rica, I think 19, uh, the, the late 40s, they decided to... Uh, ditch the military and, and go a different route and focus on ecotourism. And that's pretty revolutionary for the time. Now you, you it wouldn't be such an extreme idea to do that. But in you know post World War II, to say nah we're, we'll uh, focus on our uh, our uh, eco infrastructure and tourism. It, it worked, and they, it's a very beautiful country. That's an understatement, but they avoided what was coming. If you watch any of Narcos, they avoided all of that. So that was definitely a good move by them. And it's uh, just absolutely gorgeous place to travel. It's all set up for tourism, so it's it's not like a lot of the other places I've been. Or it can be a bit sketchy. Uh, it's top to bottom uh, ecotourism. So highly recommend it coming to, to visit and have a look. But something uh, that isn't very much like Central America is the pricing st structure and system. Everything's going to cost about what it would in the States. Nothing is, uh, does it feel like Central America when staying at hotels for better or worse? And I know we're staying at this nice one now, but when we went further south to a, a park with a, a lot of sloths, so I have some excellent pictures of sloths and baby sloths, a lot of monkeys, saw some fertilance which is uh, like a big pit viper, and that's the one that is the most feared uh, 
if you're walking through the bush here or walking at night, I would not recommend it because we did take a night tour and it's just shocking that now it's the dry season. So not much is stirring around in the day. But as soon as the sun goes down, you just, <laughs> you do not want to be off, uh, well, even a path. Uh, if if the, a path or trail, it, they lay right in the middle of it. And I was surprised at how many we did see. So if you just wanted to maybe short shortcut through a, some trees or something to get to your car, that, that could be a potentially fatal mistake or, you know, lose a leg, something like that. Because it's a venom... I think it's stronger than the uh, than a you know like a typical rattlesnake, but it's uh, it's definitely the one of the cousins. So it it, uh, it it's not a wise move to roam about here in the dark without a without a light or no you know knowing what you're doing. But. The, the hotel when we stayed around these jungles you know due to booking and Expedia those sites can be very beneficial I use a lot of Expedia and booking but unfortunately a, a lot of the bad reviews or something that, that really deserves to have a bad review can be removed or, or not posted for some reason and we stayed at a place that, if it wasn't uh, Costa Rica, if it was in another country or one that's notorious for uh, a lot of crime and activity, I definitely wouldn't have stayed there. But we, you know, got it on, I think, booking.com. Really high reviews. The only thing we could see was possibly a little bit noisy because it's beside the road. So that's like, oh, okay, because a lot of uh, hotels had this problem. But this place was an absolute dump. None of the, like, the, the beds were just, just everything was very cheaply uh, put together. And it was like 80 bucks. So for uh, Central America, this diaper room should have really drawn about $10. It's about a $10 room. It's $10 room, okay. I, you know, no complaints. It is what it is. But no, for 80 bucks, that's a, that's a real price for a room, especially in uh, Central America. So to, to do that and to, to be such a miserable-looking location and having a bunch of wild dogs just outside the gate of the hotel. It was gated, that's another thing. If if I had to rely on street parking for that one, I, I'm not gonna leave my car there because it, it was a bit rough. So they'll, uh, they will get a, a bad review on booking for that, which reminds me of, of Airbnb when you're using booking sites. Uh, it's how you find places now understandably but they also manipulate a lot of things to I don't know why they would like for this hotel because this guy that owned it clearly didn't have any uh, like heavy resources to like pull reviews or pay to have them pulled but something that can be misleading with Airbnb and why I stopped using it and I will openly admit 
Airbnb, I'll send you a direct message and ask for the cash price to undercut Airbnb. I'll do that because I've had so much problems with them in the past that I don't really use the platform so much anymore. It is a, a unique way to... You, you can find a, a boat to sleep on, like Sonny Crockett, if you're down in Miami, if, if you like. So that is cool to do that, but with their system... It's. It, I, I just don't like the, the system for Airbnb and I've had I would say a coin flip of 50-50 of success and failure so I've pretty much went away from that but I was in Sydney and booked a room in Sydney it was in a house so this guy had his house and was renting pretty much the bottom part of the house and he lived in the him and his wife lived in the the second floor Sydney Australia dead middle of summer so we're talking 100 degrees 100% humidity rough and uh, he I booked it for I don't know four or five days and he did not mention and felt to mention that he did not have air conditioning right so with the booking fees, he was able to cancel it, but still Airbnb still got a large cut that was non-refundable. And I, I actually stayed there like two nights, and it was absolutely unbearable because his the, even the way his house was built, they were so tight to other houses. Like if you opened a window, there's no airflow coming from any direction because it's just uh, blocked by the house directly beside of it that's literally like a foot away. Well, because I didn't stay the entire length of the contract, I wasn't allowed to review the nights I did stay. You have to review your entire stay. So if you have a bad experience and have to leave early, naturally that's a bad review that's never going to get put on the platform because right, you're not staying long enough to give the review but you've stayed long enough to give an honest review. One night, that's fine. Two nights, I think you definitely can make an opinion. Why did you leave early? So you can't state why uh, why you left. Why was there a problem? And this guy still had stellar reviews and I couldn't do anything about it. And I, I thought, I was like, <laughs> I looked at the thermometer on his wall. It was like 90 degrees, and he's like, "Oh, is it really? I don't. I mean, I didn't really notice it's that hot." It, well, well, yeah, we have me and my wife. Uh, our top floor. It's uh, holy crap! This guy above me <laughs> at the at the pool. If, if again, if you see the pictures, there's this huge. It's like a big vase of like Italian structure. This guy leaned on it, and it rocked. It's it's about five feet tall. I don't know how many hundreds of pounds it would weigh and he nearly rocked it into the pool on top of my head <laughs> so that's kind of the idea of, of doing this podcast live you, you get these kind of inconveniences japan was a lot harder i understand and, and admit because it was just so quiet i i just i just couldn't do that it, it, it was hard but anyway back to the airbnb so he's like me and my wife uh, yeah, we have AC. I was like, well, you jerk. And I'm like, yeah, of course you don't think it's hot in your room. 
upstairs. So I said, you know, we're leaving and had to get like a cash refund because I don't know. It was just a lot of hoops and jumps and that that one was a I think my last Airbnb I did, but because it was like I'm done with this. It, it's it's stupid because it's really a crapshoot. They clearly uh, favor the host so they can get away with a lot of, of stuff like that the guy doesn't have ac well you're you're already there you have your trip planned and booked and now well you have to do something else have to come up with something else and then you're, you're going to lose some money and then it's hassle on top of that so uh i possibly could do another podcast on re reviewing insights because it is helpful, but it is heavily manipulated. And that's like an indirect manipulation. It's not that that guy had anything to do with it, but it's the platform that didn't allow me to voice. Uh, this is not an opinion. It's the truth. The guy didn't have air conditioning. That's really serious in Sydney midsummer <laughs> when you're booking a place for, I, I can't remember the price, maybe a little better than a hotel, but... Uh, just thought maybe a little cheaper, but but maybe not. And I think the place we did get was fine and even cheaper than what we were staying there. But part of staying in like an Airbnb is also the convenience of having a, a private place to yourself as well. Eh. But I, I've I've abandoned that platform. But maybe you like it if you do. Uh, Send me a message. Let me know of some successes or disasters that you've had with Airbnb. Because I do have some successes that actually I have friends that I made by staying in their house. And then when I go visit, I just stay at their house. Uh, just as, as, uh, as friends and exchange Christmas cards and and, and the whole lot. So it's it, it does work out. But if you're traveling for... Uh, a, a place that or like a schedule that you, you really have a, like a tight tight window or if this place doesn't work out you're stuck just just be a little cautious because it, it can it can hang you out to dry but I've known people to be hung out to dry with booking because you don't pay for the room up front and you booked it and you show up and they're like oh no we, we already uh, gave it away Oh, you got a reservation number? Yeah, well, play the lottery with it because that's all it's good for. So, <sighs> yeah. Absolutely beautiful day. And another thing, I'm going to keep these podcasts, try to keep them a lot shorter. Yeah, and try not to have so much rambling off the cuff. And I think later I'm going to do one on... Uh, traveling and driving and uh, not traveling obviously traveling but uh, driving in, in other countries I will do that and because I have some good points from um, t uh, even last night driving uh, was several hundred kilometers on these roads that are sometimes impassable a lot of dirt roads things that are highways that maybe even considered a service road like a, a state forest service road that you would have go in a national park 
that would be a highway. So that's something you can't uh, ever rely on is when you're booking a trip, you're like, okay, if we go here to here, uh, this will take about an hour and a half. So we can actually do that in a day and come back to this area or something. Absolutely cannot rely on that uh, outside of, uh, I won't even say developed countries because in New Zealand, this is a routine problem because uh, like the GPS systems and uh, Google Maps, they all, I think it's something like 120 kilometer, let's say 100 kilometer hour is just a blanket speed that they give every road in the South Island of New Zealand. Well, some of these roads are gravel, dirt, mount, just mountain switchback roads that you are, you're going to do <laughs> 20 at, at times. And a lot of times your average speed is going to be not 100, but it's going to be just probably 40, 50 if you're lucky. So uh, those times end up getting doubled or tripled. So that's something you really have to go through a lot of research. Just don't go uh, on uh, just Google Maps and, and plan everything out ahead of time like that. It, it's, it might give you an idea, but it is not reliable by a lot of these uh, systems for how they determine hours between spots or distances between spots because it can really mess you up. And that was almost the case but i was aware in new zealand for that so uh but it did turn out to even still be longer than i thought maybe a, a spot that i thought would be an hour hour and a half away turned into four to five hour uh, between spots and when you do have these mountain roads and passes that you have to go through the slightest little thing or road construction you're just you're stopped that's it you just uh, and that's another thing you should always do is when you pass a supermarket stock up on things when you're driving in uh, more remote countries and areas because you just uh, that'll be your picnic spot for the day might just be on a, a dirt road because they have to put in a pipe or something so just be prepared for that but I'm gonna end this one today because I think it's uh, maybe been long enough and we'll keep, try to keep them short from here more and also more regular so from Costa Rica I'm probably coming up I'll talk more about driving in uh, in more remote areas and as you travel because a lot of people are a bit afraid to do that and a lot of times it is risky and the the laws are different also, if you depends on where you go, the car might be on the other side, and the steering wheel is on the other side of the car. So, uh, it does take some adjustment. If you're not, uh, you know, too competent with it, uh, it's very easy to sideswipe uh, poles, especially in the parking lot. When you're driving fast, it's actually easier. But sometimes you have a lapse and you forget which is the wide side of the car when you're pulling in or pulling out of somewhere. But uh, yeah, so. Do that and we'll also talk about the wildlife situation here uh, and recap the night tour that we did do but I'm just going to enjoy the rest of the day my cappuccino has arrived and I'll be at the pool if you need me take care